Hey, this is your host, Anthony Dinar, and your co-host, Brandon Hayes. Hello. And today we're looking at An Unexpected Love, 2003. All right, so this is yet another Lifetime movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of these. Um, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I recently got TV, and my TiVo's full of this stuff, so... <laughs> I love that you said that in the last episode too. recently got TV. So like, can you explain what year we're living in? <laughs> Just to give a general reference to the people people out there. It's 2016. Wow. And no one has cable but me. <laughs> All you cord cutters. Um, like I, I'm just like in the womb still attached to that tube. Yeah, but what's funny is like you just now got it. Yeah. Just now. <laughs> it's like somebody just now today discovering the newspaper. I know. It's like, I just found this thing. It's called the printed page. <laughs> it's, it's really hard to read. You gotta unfold the whole thing and it leaves all these black marks all over your fingers. It's, <laughs> it's awesome. It's terrible. <laughs> Gives you outdated news. Yeah, as soon as it's printed, it's obsolete. I love it. Okay, so we grew up watching TV all the time. Like, our parents... Most like, people did. Yeah, yeah. But, like, our parents didn't, like, have food in the kitchen. Like, they spent their money on cable. So, like, when I got an apartment or whatever, like, I didn't buy cable. Like, I'd rather eat because, like, gotta have priorities, right? And, uh, and our parents were backwards. Um, so now I'm, like, watching TV... For the first time since, like, I lived with our parents. That's how long ago, like, I've had cable. And uh, and so it reminds me of uh, that time where uh, our mom would force us to watch all this crap. And now we're sharing it with you. <laughs> <laughs> so now, uh, what, 20, 30 minutes in, we'll talk about the movie. <laughs> Today we watched An Unexpected Love from 2003, in I case hate, you forgot. I hate podcasts who do that. They don't get right into the show, goddammit. <laughs> Everyone's tuned out by now. So, uh, we meet a woman named Kate, and she's married to a man named Jack. And their marriage is functional, but um, it's really quickly apparent that they're both extremely unhappy. Yeah. Uh, they have two children, a son who's maybe 12, and then a daughter who's maybe like 15. And uh, these little brats are barely characters. <laughs> they're basically props. They just insert them into the storyline just to cause drama whenever necessary. They are brats. That is true. Uh, the funny thing to mention, though, the movie opens up with the son throwing a baseball through his sister's window, and then they start to argue. Um, and I mention this because someone, I think it's the mother character, mentions that this is the 12th window this little was... shithead has broken. <laughs> I think it was the 10th, but... <laughs> no, it was 12. I wrote that one down. <laughs> After one, I'm pissed. I like One is pissed, but understandable. <laughs> You get into double digits. <laughs> Fuck you. It's 12, like a full dozen. Like, this is when you put the kid up for adoption or you put him down like a rabid dog because <laughs> he's beyond hope. It's an abortion outside the womb. <laughs> Speaking of abortions, okay, back to this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Kate has a private conversation with Jack one night. She decides that they should get divorced. And... 
he just kind of goes along with it. Well, He's like, I yeah, mean, look I guess. at her. Did you see that haircut? First of all, like she looks terrible. Not to say that like women can't have short haircuts. Like I've seen very attractive women with short haircuts. She has this like mullet thing going on. She's though. got a weird pixie cut mullet combo. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, what's terrible is like her name. The actress is like Lizzie Hope or something like that. Anyways, if you look her up, she's got long hair in that picture. She's beautiful. She like she really ugly herself up on purpose for this film. Well, if you I dug through a bunch of her photos on IMDb and like it goes 50 50. Oh, She's got a lot it? of photos, and a lot of them are that super short hair. Well, the one that's like the default photo is long hair. She looks gorgeous. Yeah. Well, in this movie, she looks like crap. So <laughs> <laughs> she tells her husband, like, our marriage is like fizzled out, all the love and excitement. And yeah. it probably happened when she got that haircut. <laughs> anyway. Tip your hairdressers. It's a warning. <laughs> So they, she had to ask for that. Yeah, but the dumb hairdresser, one who gave it to her. I, if someone sits in your chair as a, as you're, they're getting a haircut from you, and yeah. they say like, "I want something awful." I'm a licensed cosmetologist for people who don't know that. So, uh, so yes, I cut hair for a living, um, or have. Um, yeah, I say no. I, I, you know what? You can totally get that haircut, sir or madam, but not from me. I, I'm serious because it's like, okay, so where'd you get your haircut? Oh, Anthony did it. It's like, no, I don't need that. And you know what? To to be completely honest, um, until I was selective like that and only worked on the people that I liked, it could be a service that like I totally could do and would do, but I just didn't like that person. I would I would avoid them as clients. So like if if I did um, a person with a good personality. She told her friends who also have good personalities, like I had better clients. So, uh, so I highly encourage to, you know, legally, uh, <laughs> be a jerk, <laughs> discriminate and only do hair on, uh, on good people or like do your best job on the people who are nice to you. And that, you know, then it encourages people to be nice. It's a win-win for everyone. Society wins and people stop getting dumb fuck mullet haircuts. Kindness through segregation or something. <laughs> you make me sound like an asshole. <laughs> anyway. But if I'm saving the world, then I guess so. Making the world a better place. Getting back to this movie that's apparently <laughs> really hard to talk about. Uh, Kate says she wants a divorce from Jack and he just goes along with it. He's like a really super supportive guy. Like... Every time they have an argument, he basically folds and lets her win, which He's is nice kind of guy. funny why, like, I don't understand why they can't get along. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know either. He's a nice guy. But anyway, Kate and her family visit her mother, Dorothy, this oh. super wealthy old woman who lives in a mansion all by her lonesome. And that, that is if you don't count her live-in black slave maid. <laughs> I was going to say, like, she uh, she had a, a slave for back when it was legal. And yeah. like, she's grandfathered in. <laughs> I mean, either Dorothy is like, you know, a thousand years old or she is a time traveler from the 1700s. <laughs> 
And she lives one of these rigid lifestyles where she'll damn near disown you for the slightest social offense. Like if you place your drink on the table without using a coaster, you're practically the devil. (laughs) And this becomes a plot point later on in the movie. Now that Kate has decided that she wants a divorce, she can't just live off her husband's wallet anymore. So she needs to get a job, Um, which is kind of funny. Like she's all in a rush to get a job but it's like shouldn't you have found that first before you suggested the divorce thing well okay so then here's an ethical question like then you're suggesting that uh you like secretly you know get all your affairs in order and blindside your husband or whatever she loves he's a lawyer no she doesn't that's why they're getting a divorce no 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 i disagree they love each other which is why they agree to separate and it's not a brutal divorce it's like it's the nicest divorce ever on lifetime (laughs) okay whatever you agree with that i mean obviously not because we're arguing (laughs) we're arguing more than fucking jack and kate did during their divorce want a divorce so goddamn bad Anyway, Kate has zero professional skills. What like we watch her try to get a job in a clothing store, but she's never worked retail in all her life and she knows nothing about fashion. So when the manager of the store says she's only looking to hire people with experience, Kate spouts off some rude comment like, well, I wouldn't call any of these ugly clothes in this store fashionable anyway. It's like, what are you pissed about? Like the woman, the manager of the store is rightful in rejecting you. You have no qualifications of any kind. Anyone can work retail. Like you can give them a shot. Like most of it's personality. It was kind of a fancy store. It wasn't just like Walmart. Yeah, it's like it's like a scene from uh, Pretty Woman, but it ended poorly. (laughs) It's like if like I've worked retail before, but I would have a hard time getting a job at like some fancy pants clothing store. But like if I walked into a Walmart and they told me I was unqualified, then I would be bitchy about it, right? <laughs> but then this is even worse though. Fine, forget the retail thing. She, the next scene is she goes into a hair salon. She yeah. can't cut hair. She doesn't know how to administer manicures or pedicures. She has zero business asking for a job in this store. Okay, so as a licensed cosmetologist, I can speak from experience on this. We hire people all the time who don't have any sort of qualifications in those fields like they take how are those businesses working they take phone calls they make appointments they sell product they do everything that a cosmetologist doesn't do um unfortunately they're like some states uh require you to have like a a license to shampoo people so like that kind of went down to the wayside but it used to be the point where like that's what they did too is they would shampoo your clients out for you um that was that's common practice Okay. Don't work with me on this one here. (laughs) I want a divorce. (laughs) I want half of everything you own. (laughs) It's like in one breath, you're like, I won't cut someone's hair if I don't like the hairstyle. But then the next thing you're like, oh, hiring people without any experience whatsoever is perfectly normal. She's taking phone calls and making appointments. I swear to God, if the next scene, if she had gone for a third job. In this little montage here, uh, it, it would have been like NASA. And they'd be like, you have no education. And I'd be like, no, she can go to the moon. I didn't want to fly your rockets anyway. <laughs> oh, 
you're such a dick. <laughs> so um, Kate only eventually stumbles upon a job by sheer coincidence. She happens to find a, an employer who's as dumb as Anthony. <laughs> oh, fuck <And> you. <laughs> she's sulking outside of a real estate office when a female manager named Mac uh notices no her. no it's maggie no her name i wrote it down is mcnally yes that's that that's not a real name first of all okay mcnally hayes short for mac is uh long is, for mac or whatever <laughs> um <clears throat> is uh is played by the actress wendy cruson and that's the that's the boss um, right. It was it was Maggie, the oh fat my God. girl, who You're saw gonna, her out the window. That's so much dumb minutia. Just like uh, I, I'm saying, like the real estate manager when she meets oh, the manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The manager's gotcha. name is Mac. Yes. Short again for McNally. Yes. No one on planet Earth has that name. <laughs> and the only reason Kate gets hired by Mac is because Mac is a lesbian, and she thinks that Kate looks pretty. Yeah. What, you don't think that happens? <laughs> oh, this Again, is, this is a battle, she, this whole podcast. All, I fucking hate all you. All she has to do is take phone calls. <laughs> no, no, no. This job, this is realistic. Okay, I'm not arguing. <sighs> anyway, yeah, so Kate knows nothing about real estate, but she has answered a phone before in her life, so she's given a job as a secretary. Yeah. And uh, it's important to note at this point that one of her co-workers at this real estate office is Brent Spiner. Yeah, the actor, that was crazy. The actor most known for his role as Data on Star Trek. So Brent's character is named Brad and he's like this socially inept, emotionless fool. <laughs> kind of like Data. Yeah, yeah. So it was fun just watching this movie pretending the entire time like this was just Data in the holodeck. <laughs> Running a program, like, trying to learn how human emotions work. <laughs> exactly. And he was, like, he was more angry than you are to be in this podcast right now. <laughs> he was, like, the most bitter person. Like, he was the biggest actor in the whole film, and he knew that he didn't, like, he he was better than this. He shouldn't have been here for, a, like, a, a fucking Lifetime movie. No, his character was just meant to be super socially awkward, but... um. I yeah I wonder why he was in this like yeah. they, he was the biggest star arguably in the yeah. whole film and he had what maybe like 12 words of dialogue right right most of the time he just stood there like yeah. beaker you know in the background it's funny like you're a big <laughs> fan of Star Trek and it took you like a few scenes before you even realized it was data I made a joke I'm like oh look it's uh it's data because he's acting that way and then when I heard him speak I was like Holy shit, that's really him. Like, I had no idea. I thought that was a lookalike. Um, yeah, so I don't know why I was in here, but I uh, hope you got paid well. Kate soon learns that her new co-workers are fun, uh, you know, except for Data. And um, <laughs> they have dinners together. They hit up the bars and so on. It's like whimsical party people, again, except for Data. Uh, it's sort it's sort of around this time that Kate learns her boss, Mac, is in fact a lesbian. So, like, during a dinner conversation one night, Kate asks Mac, what's it like being gay? And then Mac responds, wow, you don't really beat around the bush, do you? And I was thinking, like, um, no, she doesn't. That's why she's asking, what's it like to be gay? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a weird 
Well, like as as you know, being married to somebody of the same sex, I I've gotten that question asked a lot. It's um, it's uh, it's it's a popular question. Uh, what can I say? Uh, over the course of a few weeks, Kate and Mac get to be real close friends. Mac suggests that Kate gets her real estate license, uh, probably because she's tired of cutting large paychecks for a secretary that she doesn't need. This secretary <laughs> job was created for Kate, uh, you know, just out of the blue after all, because this McNally real estate functioned for years without a secretary. That's true. That's true. But they did have a desk, an extra desk there. So, like, they they easily accommodated her. Kate decides to take Mac's advice and uh, get a real estate license. So this is when we sit through the studying montage. And Gotta then there's, have a montage. There's a schooling montage and then a test-taking montage. montage. It's, it's about as boring <laughs> as suffering through the whole goddamn exam process in real life. <laughs> like, and during class... Kate raises her hand and answers one of the teacher's questions <laughs> properly. As a teacher's pet, yeah. And then you hear cheering off camera. So then the camera pans over and you see Mac and another employee watching Kate go to school. Like, on what planet would that be allowed? Yeah, like, what are you doing there? <laughs> They're just standing in the doorway. Which is like the whole real estate office, pretty much. So, like, who's who's actually working? Like, no wonder Brad's so pissed off because he's the only one keeping everything afloat. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, back at home, Kate and Jack decide to tell their kids that they're getting a divorce. And they tell their teen daughter first... That way they can have a whole separate conversation with their son, which is stupid. That would never happen. Even with the age gap, you would sit them both down together and have a big family conversation. Yeah. One of your last full family conversations. Yeah, I'd say I'd do it as a family. <laughs> wow. Holy shit, you're not arguing with me. What happened? Is this the Twilight Zone? So uh, Jack is taking a long ass time to move out of the house. So Kate signs a lease for an apartment without his consent and then tells him about it. Like, you're moving out. Let's go see your new apartment. And he doesn't put up a fight. He just moves right into the apartment. <laughs> Again, how is their marriage so bad? Kate gets her way every goddamn time. Hey, man, you know, the heart, what's the, uh, the heart wants what the heart wants. So again, he's such a sweetheart. He's a nice guy. Well, anyway, Kinda so I wish I married him gives in every which way. He's a lawyer. Got a big house. He's a lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, once Jack has moved into his new place, he takes the kids for the weekend. And now this is the first night of the first weekend that the kids are away. And Kate goes to pieces. She's like an emotional wreck. It's like she's having a lifetime of periods all at once. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like what what really sucks is like the, these these women who who don't have personalities where like every little bit of their existence is their kids. Like I, I find that so annoying. Like you can't do or be anything that isn't your kids. Like I find that like such a hollow person. And and like you would say like that's bullshit or whatever. Like the, the writers just didn't like care or give this person any depth or what. It's like, no, there's real life people out there that are like that. No, um, long time ago, I was looking through like dating profiles online and that's what it would be like. You would see these profiles where 
these women had no personalities whatsoever. It was just their kids. And I understand when they say like one sentence or so of like, hey, I have two kids. My kids come first. Fine. Understandable. Completely normal. Right. But then you see like, what's your favorite movie? Well, I like watching Disney movies with the kids. Right. Whatever what's your favorite food? Like. Oh, well, I cook hot dogs for the kids all the time. You know, like every single sentence <laughs> involves the kids somehow. Right. And so it gets to the point where it's like, well, you must have had a personality in the first place in order to get knocked up and have kids, right? So like, can you tell me about that person? Like, Unless what do you like to do aside from your kids? Unless you came from the last movie that we watched where it's like, woke up pregnant. <laughs> well, yeah, if you got raped by your dentist, <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Kate goes into her kids' rooms and she's crying because they're gone. And uh, she starts sniffing her daughter's clothing. Yeah, that was a it's, little creepy. She misses the smell of her daughter. It's yeah. like it's creepy and embarrassing. Anyway, Kate, with an eye full of tears, decides it's time to do some nighttime cry driving. <laughs> Let's get behind the wheel of a vehicle. <laughs> and then she speeds over to Mac's house. And uh, and she starts talking to Mac and Mac is like, she's supportive. She's sitting there listening to Kate blabber on about her kids right. and everything. And so Kate leans in for a kiss and Mac rejects her almost immediately. Mac says, like, look, you're not a lesbian like me. You're straight. And uh, you're just on an emotional roller coaster right now. You're only responding to me because I'm the one person in your life who's giving you any attention right, right. now. Right, and being nice. Yeah, exactly. And Kate denies this, but I think it's totally true. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, like, there's there's always, like, in the gay community, you never want to date somebody who just comes out because, like, they, they're like a kid in a candy store. Like, they can't... They, they have I got it. all these new genitals waiting yeah, for me. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's terrible because like it's it's the relationships never last. You got to like you got to watch that person fall on their face a few times and then they're suitable for dating. <laughs> I mean, that sounds terrible, but like it's fucking true. Well, yeah. And like I said, the way this script is written, Kate is just lonely and wants someone to pay attention right. to her. Right. Guy, and girl, whatever. Like if. If this was not a lesbian woman that was her boss, but just a straight man, and he was sitting there listening to her, I think she would have fell for the guy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's arguable. I um, mean, like, I, I'm not saying this for in like a real life scenario or whatever. I'm just saying, like, the way this movie was written, this romance was pretty rushed. Yeah, 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 it was. It's, I mean, it was the first night that the kids were out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. Um, also, uh, Kate mentioned to Mac earlier that she wanted more out of life and said like something like, I expected to have more to account for by now. Like I, I wanted to be something that I'm not. So like maybe like Kate just craved drama, you know, and, and maybe like Kate's divorce was sort of like a midlife crisis thing. And she thought maybe that being gay would be fun. So maybe that's why she decided to switch teams at this particular moment in time you know i i'm gonna like i'm gonna say that there was a line later on in the movie where I, i'm paraphrasing here but it's like hey like i love who i love and if that happens to be someone of the same sex then it's the same sex like does that make me gay or you know like they never did mention bi like i don't understand like the big shock um 
because like you know if she wants to be with a girl this time like who cares right like if this movie was made today no one would bat an eye right it would just be like a normal lifetime like a a, a modern lifetime movie right it'd just be a normal drama no i i get it and i have nothing against that like if you just decide one day out of the blue to do that but it's just it, again the way this character was written it seemed like that was her only motivation and I actually right. wrote down there was another moment in time in the movie where she said to her to to mac uh when she's at dinner she goes i wish i could come out as gay just to piss off my ultra conservative mother yeah it's like that's right there telling me that like you're not so much gay as you just want a, a major change in Rebel life because you feel like cause. you're in a rut. Yeah. You feel like you're in a rut and you want something different. Yeah. But whatever. Anyway, Kate made things between herself and Mac sort of weird. So Mac just stays home and avoids Kate. Like she doesn't go to work. That's why you don't date anyone that you work with. Yeah. Mac won't even go into her own office because Kate is working there. Yeah. So Kate eventually breaks down and shows up at Mac's doorstep so they can talk again. And this is when Mac basically explains that uh, she had a longtime lover, but that lesbian lover died years ago. And once that lover died, Mac made this vow never, ever to get romantically involved with anyone ever again. It's like, well, then why did you hire this hot little number for your, for your uh, secretary? <laughs> huh? Well, you I big mean, dummy. That's a stupid thing to live up to, I think, personally. Like, you know, you could totally love someone, but like they died and it's been five years. Like, I don't think it's a fucking big deal if you dated someone else. Because she doesn't want to date someone and then have them die again. And then she goes oh, through the whole grief on. process. Oh, come on. Give me a fucking break. Jesus Christ. Like, like that's ridiculous. Live your life. Or, or fucking die then. Like or date a Highlander or a Dracula. <laughs> God damn it, dude. <laughs> An unexpected love, the Highlander story. Uh, Kate and Mac talk for a while for what feels like hours. And then finally, the 49 minute mark. We get our first glimpse of this tame, lukewarm, softer than softcore lesbian action scene. <laughs> you know, at this point, that's when like I turned to you and asked you, like, we know we don't normally talk during the movie, but like, I'm like, hey, so this is the big sex appeal, right? Like, two chicks making out and having sex, like that's uh, that's like real attractive for most guys. Like, does this ruin the sex appeal? Looking at that fucking terrible butch haircut, and I mean, like. As a butch job, not butch like she's like a man or whatever. It's just like it's a terrible fucking cut. Like, doesn't that ruin it for you? Yeah, no, it was not hot. It was it was an awful, awful scene. Although you did get to see some up close cleavage and whatever. I would guess that was cool. I don't know. Yeah. I know Mac was Mac was pretty. Um, the lovemaking doesn't last long because kate and mac start to argue again a few scenes later and so it's an authentic uh lesbian couple <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know they fight so much in this stupid movie and every once in a while kate will make some snide remark like isn't this the the advantage of being gay is that like you know two women can sit here and talk about uh, stuff for hours and hours and be angry with each other and I don't cycle know. at the same time yeah <laughs> no that's what it is though i mean I wish Kate would uncycle at some point. 
this time, the argument that they're having at this particular moment is uh, Kate is uh, too embarrassed or ashamed to tell anyone about her lesbian relationship with Mac. So Mac is saying, like, either come out and be proud of it or, or whatever, or like just let's stop this cheap yeah. lesbian fling like i'm in this for like a real relationship not some shitty fuck and then i'm done right right and and this is typical of dating somebody who isn't out yet i mean it's you know shit or get off the pot like, like quit fucking stringing me along like this isn't like i'm i'm not interested in uh, dating a teenager which is what it's like when somebody at an at a later age comes out as gay it's like, again, you're a kid in a candy store or whatever, like dating life just started. You're a teenager and like you got to go through all that stuff, um, even though it's later on in life. And, and it's it's true. I, I'm totally with Mac here. Uh, Kate says, no, it's not a fling at this moment in time right here, right now. I'm 100 percent gay. And that could change in the future. Who knows? But right now, I'm totally into chicks. <laughs> and that explanation is good enough for Max, so they keep banging. I think that was the wrong answer, but whatever. <laughs> uh, it's important to note at this point that Kate's daughter is the only child you see for the rest of the movie. You don't even hear about the son anymore. I, uh, I imagine he just cut himself to death on another broken plate of glass. <laughs> no, you did see him once um, at the graduation. Did you? He, he, he was like have... a background character yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. He didn't have any speaking parts. I missed that. He just disappeared as far as I was concerned. Yeah. Uh, this is when the movie cranks up the drama meter to a full 11. Uh, Kate's daughter wants the parents to get back together Jack has the divorce papers ready, but he's not sure if he wants to sign them. And Kate has this falling out with her best friend, Sandy. She's now, a this bitch. Is, this is funny. I'm going to backtrack a little bit and talk about Sandy because she's an important character. See, this is the best friend. Kate's best friend. Her own they words. Say. Yep. That's only in three scenes total of this movie. And the first <laughs> scene, we see Kate and Sandy talking together at a friendly little barbecue and this is when Kate tells Sandy that she's getting a divorce from Jack. Sandy uh, seems upset by this news and said, like, you know, it's going to ruin our occasional boring ass barbecue parties. <laughs> um, but then, like, the second scene is Kate bumping into Sandy at the restaurant and uh, Sandy gives Kate the cold shoulder again because she's upset that, like, her barbecue parties are ruined I don't know. It, it, like, it's not really even fully established. But then she did say, like, hey, it's because, like, you you make me reevaluate my own life. And that's, uh, you know, that's something that I can't do. I can't look at myself objectively. Like, it, there was, like, a slide comment like that somewhere. Yeah. So, like, it really seems like they're just, like, casual acquaintances. Like, those people who work together, co-workers, and then every once in a blue moon will get together for, like, dinner or something. Yeah. And this is exactly why you don't do hair on terrible people, because they have terrible friends, too. <laughs> I rest my case. The third and final scene <laughs> between Kate and her best friend, Sandy, is Kate telling Sandy that she's gay. So then Sandy flips her shit, and Kate says... I thought you of all people would understand. Your sister is gay. And Sandy says, yeah, yes, she is. And I totally disapprove of her lifestyle. It's like, okay, so Kate, how did you not know that your best friend hated homosexuals? Like this yeah. has never once come up in conversation yeah. when you were talking about her sister. 
Yeah, I, I don't know about that. And I, I fucking hate it when anyone calls it that, like a lifestyle. It's like, oh, like, you you know, you choose to drive like a sports car or whatever, blah, blah. Like, like they, they treat it like that. Like, oh, it's a, a lifestyle. It, it's it's great. a hobby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Collecting stamps and <laughs> <laughs> licking, <the> same <laughs> licking stamps and pussy. That's my thing. I, sorry, mom. Kate's now forced to come out of the closet publicly because now she knows that Sandy's a big blabbermouth and Sandy's going to tell everyone anyway. Yeah. So now Kate's like, I, I got to come out on my own terms. So she comes out to Jack, her ex-husband, and he's totally disgusted by it. It's like, you can't be attracted to a woman. How are you suddenly gay? And he's flipping out. Is this why we're getting a divorce? And blah, blah, blah. Yep. And then he says, like, I will not have my children around this. Like, I'm filing for sole custody. Yeah, which is bullshit. So it's like, you're saying that I'm not capable of having kids or like raising. I'm like, I'm a degenerate and you're going to protect the kids from me. Fuck you. Yeah. So Kate comes out to her daughter and her daughter's a real insensitive bitch who just refuses to even have the conversation. She's like, yeah. I don't want to talk about this, mom. Yeah. Yeah, who cares? So then Kate comes. Stupid kids. Kate comes out to her mother, Dorothy. And uh, this is a funny yeah, scene. Yeah, this is the best part. Because before Kate can even lay this bombshell news on Dorothy, Dorothy is so old fashioned that when she enters the room, she makes some snide comment to Kate basically slamming kate for having a job like <laughs> woman in the workplace how unbelievable what a scandal <laughs> yeah yeah she like she she had a hard time getting the words out she like she was stuttered. like choking yeah <laughs> it's it is so funny it's like oh you think that pretty soon i'm gonna tell you something that's gonna make that job issue <laughs> seem really stupid <laughs> Of course, once Dorothy hears the big news about Kate, uh, she flips her shit and says, I didn't raise my daughter to be a lesbian. It's against God. It's unnatural. Yeah, all that kind of crap. We've heard it all before. Uh, Kate's upset. But hey, you know, uh, thinking back to the beginning of the movie, this is exactly what she wished for, right? Hey, that's true. She did want her mom to be super upset. Yep. You know what? Which is kind of weird. It's like. You know, you wanted that to happen, so it's sort of like a self-fulfilling prophecy, you're saying. So it's like, why'd you want to write yourself out of that will? I mean, she looks like the Crypt Keeper already. She's about to kick the bucket. Like, wouldn't you just, like... Hang in there? Yeah, I mean, you, you already spent, like, your whole life, like, appeasing her. Like, what's with this rebellious streak right before she dies? Just in time for her to change her will, like, and write you out of it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and you know, though, like, Dorothy was the kind of character that, like, Kate was probably only, like, 20% entitled the to the... charity. Yeah, yeah, something like that. <laughs> and Even that 20% she... would come with all sorts of crazy stipulations. Yeah, yeah. Shit you would never be able to, to fulfill. Um, anyway, so, of course, everyone in the movie basically hates Dorothy, so when Jack, the ex-husband, hears about Dorothy's reaction, he realizes that being anti-gay as well essentially puts him on Team Dorothy by default. Yeah. So he's like, no, 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 I got to change my ways. I, <laughs> I don't want to be like your mother. So now I'm pro-gay. <laughs> Which was the funniest part of the whole film. 
<laughs> which is like it's not ridiculous it's actually believable like i i totally believe that that would happen in real life so jack decides to stop being a dick he drops his pursuits to file for sole custody uh him and kate officially part ways amicably and then also kate's daughter just stops being a bitch too instantly for no reason uh, she's learned to accept her mother's new she lifestyle had to and, it, you know, give her time. You know, she dropped it on her and she wanted her to be like, OK with it right away. I mean, it, it, I understand it takes people, you know, some time. So I'm not going to fault her for that. OK, well, then uh, the movie ends at Kate's daughter's graduation and uh, even Dorothy shows up, which previously Dorothy said she wouldn't attend the daughter's graduation if Kate and her new lesbian lover that were going to be there. person that dang filthy woman (laughs) um but you know like i think they should have just kept dorothy evil like no this is a feel-good movie no 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 supposed to encourage you to come out but it's realistic right so like you should know that realistically some people are just gonna be pricks yeah that's true and you just don't need them in your life anyway that's true so you know like the only person that gets cut out of kate's life is sandy who cares? That's yeah. not really a consequence. Right, right. But, you know, family, you know, supposed to come around or whatever. So, like. Supposed I, to, but not always. I know, but I would say, like, statistically, more families come around than don't. I don't think Dorothy was ever. That character was so <laughs> uptight. Yeah, that's one character I don't think would have come around. Like, if there was a scene where Dorothy's black maid entered the room wearing shackles, like iron shackles, like, I would have totally believed it. <laughs> that's how fucking old, bitter, racist, awful Dorothy was. <laughs> um, But anyway, that's what my final note was. I think they should have kept Dorothy a monster just to show people that, like, in real life, people will turn their backs on you, but it's still, like, you know, no reason to stay in the closet. Right, right. And yeah, even family. Yeah, you're right. Yes. So, like, let, let's talk about, like, uh, you know, like, coming out stories. So, like, you know, what was it like when I came out? You know, like, that That was awkward. It's awkward for everyone. Um. Yeah, let's talk about that <laughs> when you came out. And you knew that I was the most tolerant person on the whole fucking planet. Yeah. And then uh, you told someone else. You told a friend of mine and then said, like, hey, you go tell them and I'm going to disappear. No, 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 and no. And no. then we tried to get a hold of you that night, call you on the phone, and you wouldn't answer your phone. <laughs> and you didn't answer it for days. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let's go. I think you're rewriting history here. So, like, I told mom. And I told mom and uh, and I said, don't tell her husband. And um, and she told uh, uh, her husband right away. Like she like that night. And if um, you should say that uh, the husband, stepfather was uh, very, very anti-gay. Yeah, he took it to the grave. He never came around. Um, this is an example of where, you know, we were saying Dorothy, you know, would have uh, taken it to the grave. Well, like our stepdad did the. The one who legally adopted us and put, you know, his name on our birth certificate. Um, but uh, but no, I told mom and uh, and I told her this is my thinking. And I know that it was stupid or whatever, because like you're right, you were like the most uh, OK person to tell. I wasn't worried about you. I was like I was worried more about like mom and family or whatever. Um like like stupid relatives or that whatnot that are like really religious and that sort of thing. So like I told her 
because I wanted her to know and I knew it was going to be hard for her. And it was for whatever dumb fucking reason. Um, it, uh, it, it took her a long time to be okay with it. And even now, I don't think she's like fully okay with it. Um, but we could talk about that later. But like she, um, uh, she told you, isn't that the way it worked? I didn't who what friend no. are you talking about that I told we had a friend we were all together just at a regular party get together whatever and then um you got a ride home from a girl at the party and you told her and then on her she like she said okay that's great and she didn't call us she wanted to see our faces when <laughs> everyone at the party <laughs> I can only imagine she broke the speed limit like 10 times over getting back to us so that she could tell us to our face. Guess what? Guess what? I just heard. I was drunk. Was that the girl that like demanded to see my uh, uh, my piercing? She's like, oh, you got your dick pierced. Like, I got to see that. And it was that I her. I don't remember. That like, was I don't know who you showed your dick to. I don't keep track of that. <laughs> But sticking to this one story, I never said I showed it to her. But she's like, the one who told us, and then I was like, "Wow, that's crazy!" And then I tried calling you, and you, like I said, wouldn't answer your phone for fucking days. And then for like, days. and I was like, <laughs> to the point where, and this was back when, like, I think you had to have special texting plans or something, and you paid by the letter or whatever it was. There was some reason <laughs> I didn't just text you um, and tell you, like, "Hey, it's okay. Like, answer your fucking phone, you idiot." Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, like it seemed like you were scared to like see what I would say. Well, you don't want to confront anyone like so I you, you know, what? it was dumb. Like looking back, like that was incredibly stupid. But like, yeah, like it's incredibly awkward. It's like, oh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to deal with that. And like it's it's not so much you, but like everyone else like I had to deal with at the same time. It, it was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so another so, Lifetime movie in the can. <laughs> so there you go. Um, stay tuned and uh, we'll pick another winner. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure to check us out on TortureVision.com or listen to us on iTunes. We can also be found at Facebook.com slash TortureVision, Twitter.com slash TortureVision, YouTube.com slash user slash TV and Instagram.com slash TortureVision. Can we